Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. It's Raj Geary, along with my good friends, Issa, NYC Demon Diva, and Jimmy Corderas. How, how are you both? Ah, no, how are you? It's your big return, right? Yeah. Come on, we've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I enjoy the podcast, but, you know, being in the, the host seat is uh, it's one I'm not good at. So everyone bear with <laughs> how me. How about we, we do yeah. it together, Raj? I'll, we'll do it together. I'll help you through it. I got you. <laughs> yeah, don't look at me. I just, I, I direct traffic in a different way with only when I wear black and white stripes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Crown Jewel is in the books. Mm-hmm. Um uh real quick, I thought this was a great pay-per-view. I thought mm-hmm. um main event delivered. Uh the last few crown jewels, they used to be terrible, but I feel like they've gotten they found their groove or whatever, but they have been really good shows. And I thought uh today was no different. Uh Issa, I'll shoot it to you first. Yeah, overall thoughts. I thought this was a fun watch. The main event was a lot of fun. I think we had some really solid in-ring actions and we'll get into it as we talked about the matches but there was so many. I kept watching matches and going, okay, that was my match of the night and then the next (laughs) one will happen. I was like, no, no, that was my match of the night. Was it fun? Yes. Was it is there things that I would have changed about it? I can't wait to talk about it but yes, there's a couple of things that I can nitpick about this pay-per-view but overall, a lot of fun. Jimmy? Yeah. No, I have to agree with that completely. Like you said, Isa, there's tiny little things you can nitpick about that, you know, you spot and you go, oh, why did they go there on that? But at the same time, overall, I thought the pacing, the matches were all, they all delivered, in my opinion. And 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 also the, the breakup, because sometimes you need time to breathe between the matches and those video packages, which WWE does incredibly well. You know, just it helps the flow of the entire show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One thousand percent, especially that video package for the main event. When you really take a look at how things broke down, where you have Roman here once every other week, Logan Paul only showed up twice, but the video package made you think that these guys had a freaking grudge feud going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because the feud started out with, uh, you know, a couple lines from Logan Paul's podcast <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. after he had. Roman on for an hour and it was actually a great interview. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the whole. So good. I watched it multiple times. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I thought they did a great job. And Logan Paul, he's one of those guys. um, He reminds me of Bad Bunny, takes it seriously. Uh, Did not um, did not come in thinking they're better than everyone and really worked their ass off. And even before this match, Logan Paul had earned my respect, but he really did. he enhanced it tonight mm-hmm. yeah. but uh yeah. yeah let's get to it mm-hmm. uh not often you see brock lesnar in the opener there was that wrestlemania with seth rollins but uh tonight brock lesnar versus him in the opener yep yeah. <laughs> so the show opened with brock lesnar versus bobby lashley uh lashley pretty much dominated this match um and at the end um lashley speared lesnar uh 
outside the ring. They they came back in. Lesnar hit a bunch of German suplexes, hit a F5, but Lashley kicked out. Uh, they went back and forth. Lashley got the hurt locker on the hurt lock on Lesnar. And then they did that WrestleMania eight uh, finish where, you know, when Bret Hart kicked off the, you know, Bret Hart was in the sleeper hold with Roddy Piper, kicked off the turnbuckles and turned it into a pin. And they kind of did that. I, I don't know if they were going for the same thing where Brock would turn over, but he, he didn't. Uh, but he still, he kicked off the turnbuckles while in the full Nelson and got the pin. Beat him one, two, three. After the match, uh, Lashley beat up Lesnar and put him in the Hurt Locker again. First time, I believe, and, and people in the chat could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the first time in this post-UFC WWE run that Lesnar was beaten up after the match and left laying. And also, uh, this was one of those matches where Lashley didn't get hurt with the loss. Um, uh, Issa, I'll throw it to you first. Well, this is one of the matches I want to change a little bit just because I've been waiting for this match for about 10 years. I didn't think we got everything that we could get out of them at the Royal Rumble. And I also didn't think we got everything we could get out of them here. My, my first thought was run it again. <laughs> and they, <laughs> as soon as they I saw are. what the finish was because, yeah, and that's, that's what I was thinking. You have a lot of big pay-per-views upcoming with Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. You have mm -hmm. WrestleMania. So why not still tease it but not let them go full in? I also don't want to keep playing just the tip. I've been waiting 10 years for this, okay? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I like the finish. I thought showed incredible in-ring awareness from Brock Lesnar because sometimes, because he's such a big meaty man slapping meat with Bobby Lashley out here, you forget how talented he is and how aware he is of his surroundings. And I really like that he thought about this and that's how he reversed that finish, got out of the herlock and got the win. However, I disagree with you. I did think both of them up to the herlock were pretty even in regards to the attacks, right? You got the F5, which Bobby Lashley kicking out of that is a big deal. You got the spear through the barricade. It never fails. If Brock Lesnar is wrestling somebody that does a spear, he's going to get speared through a barricade. It's guaranteed like death and taxes, okay? So I, I did think they were looking pretty even even up into the hurt log. And I thought that Brock did a really good job at selling things like Brock suplex this man like at least five times. And I don't know why Bobby Lashley continues to, to land on this suplex in a weird way where he looks like he's landing on his neck. And every single time you go like, please don't do this. Um, a lot of fun, but I kind of want him to run it again. I, I, I get the finish, uh, but I wanted them to just, I wanted this to end honestly in a no contest because they just beat each other up so badly. That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Uh, real quick, uh, Trevor Snook pointing out, they each have wins over each other in shoddy circumstances. The rubber match will be the clean one. I don't know if you could keep this going until WrestleMania, but yeah, I don't know. Who else do you got for Lesnar? Would you yeah. call today a shoddy circumstance, though? Because he felt, he felt pretty clean. He, he felt yeah. like Brock did his homework on Bobby Lashley and was expecting the hurt lock and knew how to get yeah. out of it. So I personally yeah. wouldn't consider, I, I do consider the Royal Rumble a BS finish, though. Right. Uh, no, I, I understand that completely. But uh, the next match should have some kind of stipulation added to it. I think there should be some kind of uh, whatever it may be. I haven't thought that far ahead to say this is what kind of match it should be. But at the same time, uh, I will disagree a little bit with you, Isa, and that I thought Bobby did get a little bit more of the offense than than uh, Brock did. And at the same time, Thank Brock, you, Jimmy. Is, Brock is so underrated for his selling because if there's somebody that's big oh my God, and huge, and, oh my goodness, he sold so well for this. Yes. And, 
and and like you said, the WrestleMania eight finish when once you brought it up, uh, Raj, I went, oh yeah, you know, Same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I I enjoyed the match. I thought it told a nice story, and it also set up afterwards. There's where you had your, I, like you said, I don't remember the last time I saw yeah. Brock left laying there. And, mm. you know, it definitely sets up a, a, a rubber match for these two, wherever it may be, whether it's, whether it can wait till Mania, who knows? Yeah. Uh, to yeah. your to your point, uh, Jimmy, um, the, uh, about Brock selling, even the way that he kept selling that herlock after the attack post-match, he just lay there and I was, I was, I was mm. fake crying on my screen. However, can we talk about how these two are defining aging in WWE? Because I will go out of my way to say they look better now than they did back when they debuted. And that to me is crazy. I was Googling their ages. Like, how are these guys? Like, Brock looks, every time he comes out, he looks like a beast. But I don't know if he's been working out a little extra. The muscles on the shoulders again, he looked like a beast today. And these men are aging like fine wine. It's here in Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> there is something with, with wrestlers where... Uh, when they're in their 20s, they don't look as good as they do when they're later on, like 30s, 40s. Like, you you know, you look at Brett, he looked way really? better, you know, in, in, in the late 90s. Okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> the, the Billy Gunn diet, whatever it might be. Oh, Billy Gunn. <laughs> but Brett, Sean looked way better in his 30s than he did in his 20s. Uh, the Rock, you know, I mean, geez, he's, you know. It was a different. I hate to pin it on this, but it was a different time then, where it was almost like a rock star lifestyle, where you, you know, you drove all night and you partied all, you know. And anyway, yeah. it was a different time. I think guys, the guys are more concerned about their health nowadays than they were back then. Yeah. I had the opportunity to ask Bobby Lashley about this the last time I was able to interview him, and he just told me he's a creature of habit, and he said, "Believe it or not, I do the same thing, eat the same things every day. I do not miss a workout. I do not miss a meal. Eat them every day at the same time." So I guess some people create good habits. The only habits I follow are bad habits, so I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny because Lashley pitched an idea to Vince McMahon where he gains like fifty pounds and. <laughs> It's like, why would you do that? I think, I mean, I I think, when you're I think he just wants a break. For so he just long, wants you... a break from the diet. Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it doesn't always work out that way going back, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so um, Francesco Fogliano says, you could have Lashley destroy Brock on Raw to ride him off for a bit until Mania. You could definitely do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it's just a matter Bring of how you the do Rumble. it. Have him eliminate at the rumble or something like that too and build to wrestlemania also there's something yeah. you can do yeah uh red eyes in uh, with the super chat thank you very much saying decent show a lot of fun watching with isa thank oh, nice. you nice uh, but uh saying decent show for me uh, a little bit underscored <laughs> you know underplayed but, but for me I, th I thought it was more than decent that's for sure yeah um, so they did a, a backstage segment uh, with an interview with uh, the women's champions, Alexa Bliss and Asuka, who had just won the titles on Monday's Raw. And a Bray Wyatt logo appeared on the screen next to them while Bliss was talking. And that led us to Alexa Bliss and Asuka defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship against Damage Control. Uh, thought this was a really good match. And at the end, uh, Nikki Cross appeared. Connected with a DDT to Alexa Bliss from the top turnbuckle, and then Dakota Kai pinned Alexa Bliss while Asuka was busy brawling with Sky to get the win. Um, 
kind of bringing back that Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross feud that never went anywhere mm -hmm. uh, or storyline that never went anywhere. So uh, new tag team champions, damage control. I usually don't like changing the titles too often. And, and they, you know, with the women's tag titles, they have been doing it. But in this case, I didn't hate it. You know, it. Uh, mm -hmm. we'll see where they go with it. But they're reestablishing the titles. I think having damage control, being multiple time champions is is not the, the worst thing right now. So, um, Jimmy, I'll go to you first. Okay. No, I enjoyed the match very much. I just, again, uh, the Nikki Cross question is out there. Does it lead to the the uh, rehash of that rivalry that she, she had earlier? But uh, the, the, again, when this is one of the nitpicky things. As much as I enjoyed the match, the referee distraction thing is becoming far more apparent in WWE than it has been in the past. Obviously, I've, I've critiqued it for the other brand, uh, the other guys, uh, but in WWE, now it seems to be more prevalent. And I would have preferred if Nikki Cross didn't do the damage in this one. This is just, again, my uh, fantasy pencil booking here. Uh, I, would have, I wouldn't have minded her doing the distraction, but the tag team themselves getting uh, doing the dastardly deed behind the referee's back. Instead of getting, the, I, I get it. You want to get some heat on Nikki, but the distraction could have been enough here mm. instead of her doing the damage. Then because the, the distraction had to be too long. These distraction finishes are getting overdone. I feel mm -hmm. like in wrestling, it's one thing if you do it once every couple of weeks. So it means something, but mm -hmm. you know, raw half the matches, if not more, mm -hmm. uh, do that dynamite too. It happens mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. um, it, it just, I mean, kind of to your point, it just kind of makes the referees look incompetent. And, yeah. uh, and it puts the heat on them as opposed to putting it on the where it's supposed to go on the heels. Right. Isa? I, I like the match. I think that Alexa and Asuka work so well as a tag team. And a lot of people are like, oh, they kind of throw them together. But every time I see them in the ring, they work like a team that have been together for quite a long time. It works, by the way. Asuka's fit. I, I have been such a fan of these women getting special outfits made for when they wrestle over there, opposed to the like extra large t-shirts how we used to see them on in the beginning. I, I love how Damage Control managed to coordinate until they were in separate matches. They look like a team, like a faction. I'm a big fan of that. But Asuka won fit of the night for me with the rope and her fit. Just had to throw that out there. Mm. Um, I, I'm not a fan of the title change here, but when I'm looking at the card, if you want to give a title change, I did think this was going to be the only one that we were going to do. I don't see the Usos or Roman dropping the titles anytime soon. You don't have the IC or the US title, you know, in the card. So it did feel like it. Um, we'll see where it goes. But I, I had a feeling that Nikki Cross was going to play a part. So good on, good on them for continuing telling that story that they told us on Monday night with Nikki Cross. But overall, it was a it was a fun match. I thought all four of these women worked very well together, and I'm excited to see what they do with Nikki Cross. And like you said, I can't help but to think about the Alexa Bliss feud that never really went anywhere. Now that we have the old Nikki, are they going to go somewhere with this or not? I don't know. But overall, I thought it was a great um, match, and it made you really look forward to the last woman standing match. Because at first you're thinking, okay, Damage Control wins. Are they going to let Bailey win here? So you're looking at that match differently so i i thought i thought it was great mm -hmm. uh serge mctavish saying feels like they're building damage control as heel champs in preparation for a sasha naomi return mm -hmm. they are making us remember the titles actually exist 
Could be. You never uh, exactly. Uh, it, it's nice to speculate, but we don't know that for sure. But hey, if it does happen, that's cool. And we'll talk more about Sasha and, and Naomi later. Uh, and a big thanks to everyone in the chat. It is good to be, good to be back. <laughs> All right. Um, so next we had Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. Um, another, I thought this was another really good match. The finish had uh, Drew climbing over the cage to get the victory. Cross was going through the door um, and Drew beat him to it. And Drew wins the match. I felt like Drew had to win here. He lost at the last two pay-per-views. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to throw another old-school reference. Uh, mm-hmm. The first steel cage match I ever saw was Hulk Hogan versus Paul Orndorff on Saturday oh, wow. night's main event. Same exact finish. They had mm-hmm. the two get out at the same time. Match was restarted. And at the end, Hogan was climbing the cage. Orndorff was trying to get out with Bobby Heenan right there, egging him on. And, yeah. and Hogan got the win. So yeah. I and, and I'm not complaining. I think I love that finish. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that old can be made new again. It's still great. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll go to you first, Jimmy, uh, on this one. Uh, what were your thoughts? No, I enjoyed the match. I thought two hosses really, you know, laying it in there in, in the cage. They 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 put it all out there and they looked like they were beating the living crap out of each other, which is what mm-hmm. you want from something like this. You don't want the they did their high spots off the top of the cage and that sort of stuff to get, you know, to get those in. But they didn't overdo it. Mm-hmm. They made it look like a fight where uh, they threw in the occasional big, huge high spot like that. And I had, they didn't have a problem with it. And like you said, Drew, did he need to go over? They could have got away with uh, uh, doing something dastardly in him, again, being on the short end of the stick. But uh, Drew needed a win soon, sooner mm-hmm. rather than later, especially on a uh, premium live event or pay-per-view. Uh, and this, I think... I think Karrion Cross got over in this without going over. Mm-hmm. You said? I, 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 I'm, I've been underwhelmed with this feud. I don't think this has done much for either one of these guys. Um, I Maybe I'm nitpicking, and this is all Jimmy's fault because he points things out, and now I watch wrestling completely differently. But booking this match and Judgment Day back-to-back and you have the interference from the woman on the outside back-to-back, you could have just put the maybe the women's tag team in the middle so you're not seeing the exact same story told twice. I'm glad that the maze that she sprayed on Drew's face wasn't the finish because we saw that at the strap match, but I was like, couldn't we come up with something different for Scarlett to do this time? Also, Mm -hmm. this maze obviously wasn't as efficient, so maybe she bought the wrong thing. Maybe she couldn't read the label. Maybe it was in like Saudi Arabian language or whatever, Mm -hmm. and she didn't buy maze because obviously it didn't blind him. And if he's blind, why do you have him jump from the top of the cage? Maybe he should escape and let Karrion cross blind. That Mm -hmm. seems quite dangerous for somebody that's half blinded. But that's me nitpicking. Was it a good match? Yes. Was it something that I would go tell people, go out of your way to watch this one? No, it ranks in the bottom for me. But it's not because of lack of effort. It's because there was so much good wrestling on tonight. And we just saw a lot of the same. The finish, while creative, and I know you liked it, Rush, and maybe old school, but I think it just makes them look like cowards. You're just running out to escape the cage instead of trying to beat your opponent, especially Drew McIntyre, needing a defiant win after all the L's he's been taking. No, but he just jumped off the cage. So good for him. But I almost feel like so there is that big argument. But I always feel like if you pin them in the steel cage, you beat them for a three count. But when you climb out, it takes mm-hmm. longer. And it's, it's I don't know. I always, I always like that. You know, I was a WWF fan growing up. So 
I just I just always found that dramatic the the climbing out of the cage. But I, I do hear that point as well, where yeah, it he, almost feels like you're escaping as opposed to beating. I I yeah. like the escape of the cage. Mm -hmm. It's just in a different circumstance because I do mm -hmm. think that Drew needed a big win, like some kind of like a win that makes him look like okay, he's got a little bit of momentum back. Just because we've mm -hmm. seen him not look his best, like mm -hmm. after Clash, we saw him take that L to the strap match. So I just would have been a fan of a more stronger finish for him, but he did get the win. However, you get it, it's not his fault. What stipulation they gave him, he won. However, it is that he won. But for somebody needing a big win, I don't think that this is what you would expect. And but like you guys said, it also didn't hurt Karrion Cross, and I think that's also important here. Mm -hmm. And uh, that brings us to Stephen Marchichuli, old old uh, friend of the show. Does Cross lose something by losing? And no. is there a match? Three? No. no, no. But they need to end this feud. This feud is overdone. They need to end mm -hmm. it and move on. Okay, uh, that that I don't have a problem with uh, ending this rivalry and moving on. But but again, I don't think Cross lost anything because of like you said, he didn't get pinned, he didn't submit, he just was a little slower exiting the cage, and that's that's his out. He said you couldn't pin me or make me submit, so that's why you wanted this cage match or something along those lines. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of wins and losses mattering, but I think you had three instances on the show. Uh, with Lashley losing, Cross losing, and Logan Paul losing, where they didn't get hurt with the losses, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll get to the Logan Paul one later, but yes, I agree. Completely. It definitely hurt his ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Sotokyo saying, just wanted to send some love from Japan to all the team. Raj, Isa, Jimmy, and everyone, you make my Tokyo commutes great. <laughs> Butch! In the Butch. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, gosh, I haven't been to Tokyo in a long time. I we, we were just talking about that last night. Oh. I want to get back. And l last time I was in Tokyo, I got a cold uh, while going there, mm. and so I was sick, you know, for most of the time. And we were doing, we still went out, did karaoke and everything, but doing it with a cold sucks. <laughs> but, well, did uh, you oh. sing like? Uh, did you sing Japanese songs? No, 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 no. I, like living oh. on a prayer, you know, living on a prayer oh. is an all-time great. Is that prayer. your go-to at karaoke? Absolutely. What's your go-to? My go-to, I, I do Gordon Lightfoot stuff since he's Canadian. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I remember when we went and did TV in Japan, I think I, uh, we stayed one night in the smallest hotel room ever. Because uh, when we do TV, we have they book a hotel, in mm -hmm. the Tokyo Dome Hotel, uh, but they didn't have enough room so six of us had to they, do you guys mind staying at this other hotel no that's cool you know we figured you know we'll have a little peace and quiet away from everything as soon as we got to the hotel we we all, all three of us all six of us like opened the doors to our rooms took a step in we all stepped back out looked down the hall and i said it's a closet it was it was incredible it was incredible same <laughs> as my new york city apartment i'm kidding oh. <laughs> yeah we, we stayed at a friend's house and she had the bed that that it pops up and you you bring it down and it, it like it was a really small uh apartment that she had but she had the bathroom and they had you know the toilets where it makes the church you can have the noises while you're going mm -hmm. to the bathroom and it was a bidet as well and mm -hmm. i was sold on bidets after that trip mm -hmm. pretty cool <laughs> and Adam, so Tokyo, come back, Raj. We'll, we'll hang out. Absolutely. I'll, I'll hit you up. So shoot me a, a DM and I'll definitely hit you up. Cool. All right. So up next, we had, uh, you saw the bloodline arriving backstage. Roman Reigns getting a massive pop. I mean, this, he's just, whether you like him, whether you hate him, he's, 
he gets more cheers now than he does booze, but he's great in his role. So I don't want them, you don't want them changing him to start kissing up the fans ever. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear that. I mean, like if there's anybody who looks so comfortable in that role right now, he's just nailing it. Yeah, they always talk about the the airport test, and he's kind of one of those guys. Mm -hmm. uh, if you saw him at a restaurant, you just know he's somebody. Even if you don't follow wrestling, you're like, he, is he a movie star, football player? You just know he's a right. star. I've he, always he, said that, and I know a lot of people, especially the chat here, I'm going to say here mm -hmm. she goes because I always thirst over Roman Reigns. That's just the norm. However, <laughs> I'll never forget a meet and greet that I did with Roman, and this man showed up in sweatpants and a tank top and an unbrushed man bun, and he was still commanding the entire freaking room. Like, everybody turned around to look. And I'm talking like, you know, like just your athletic wear. And he's, and which he wears that a lot. Even in the Logan Paul, he showed up in like a tracksuit. And right. he still looked like a million bucks. And that's something that not everybody can pull off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that aura. It's 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 a heart that you can't teach it. Some people just have it and some people don't. Oh, um, he has it. <laughs> <laughs> Bear Hudson saying, please give us Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. Both are right now in the ring. Uh, would sell tickets being in LA if promoted correctly and also generate buzz. Listen, <laughs> I've been advertising this for a long time. Tax break on a pole match for Bad Bunny <laughs> and Logan Paul. Make it happen. When Bad Bunny beats him, Logan Paul loses all of his tax exceptions in Puerto Rico and then he'll just move out because that's the only reason why he's there. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, William Cooper is asking why no SmackDown reviews lately. We had a, a last minute scheduling. Uh, it's, issue, but it's back to normal uh, this Friday. Yeah. Uh, Alfred ahead of time was not able to do last night. Issa had something come up. So we, uh, and I was going to fill in. Uh, my birthday was weeks ago, but because of all the scheduling, my parents took me out for my birthday dinner last night. Oh, happy, happy belated birthday, Raj. <laughs> Thank you. So, but it's back to normal, uh, mm -hmm. back to normal this Friday. Right. Uh, and Marvin B asking, what are your team predictions for war Ooh. games? So let's uh, let me, let me, uh, I'm going to start that and get back to it. Okay. Um, all right. So up next we had the OC versus the judgment day. Uh, again, I thought another really good match at the end. Mm -hmm. We saw uh, Finn Balor uh, hit the coup de gras on AJ Styles and got the pin. Again, Rhea Ripley was kind of responsible for the finish. I think this is leading to the OC bringing in someone to combat mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley, whether it's Beth Phoenix or Raquel or, uh, or, you know, someone, but one of the things I, I mentioned on Twitter, uh, during this match was Rhea Ripley has been booked so well under this triple H regime. I mean, they make her look like just a badass, like everything she should have been. And they are taking you know, full advantage of her. She hasn't wrestled, uh, in that's months. what I was going to say. You know what the best part is? She's had one match in like 200 days. And, and that was in NXT. And she's the star. <laughs> like, mind blown. Yeah, you talk about you talk about commanding a room. It's kind of, and I again, using another comparison, kind of the way China was looked like she was in the background, but she still, her presence was felt regardless of whether she had the microphone in her hand or whether she was just standing. And she just commanded the room. And, and Rhea's got that same magnetism. Yeah. Uh, so, Issa, I'll go to you first. Uh, if you want to talk about the match and, and share your thoughts. Yeah, this match was a lot of fun. I feel like big things are coming for Judgment Day. If you look at the last pay-per-view, we did see Finn Balor go over Edge. Granted that the whole Bet Phoenix story was involved, but this is two big wins for Judgment Day back-to-back -back in pay-per-views. 
I still think, while this is the most invested I've been in Dominic Mysterio, I still think he looks out of place in Judgment Day. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the energy that he exudes, but he just looks like they're just granting a wish when he comes out with them. Like the other three just look so badass, and then there's Dominic Mysterio. That being said, the only nitpick that I have here is what I told you. We just saw Scarlett become involved, and then seeing Rhea become involved, I felt like these matches could have just been separated, so you didn't see the same booking back-to-back, but I have no complaints. I think what they're doing with the Judgment Day is awesome, and I can't wait to see who the OC recruits. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, and Jimmy. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And and again, the you, you know Isla talked about you know the match prior with Scarlett, and here we go with the interference again. But then here we go with the ref distraction. See, at least in the cage match, it doesn't matter because there's no DQs and that sort of thing. But here we go. This is another match with a ref distraction. See, and the more you do it, the less it means. And it, again, in my opinion, the way it went down, the heat went to the wrong person again. And in, in, it didn't get heat on Rhea. They actually kind of cheered it. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, who would you want uh, the OC to recruit? No, I, see, I, I like the idea of Beth Phoenix because it makes sense. They took her out with the concerto and, you know, and the, her relationship with Edge, of course, it, which is well known. But at the same time, it's it's almost like it looks like an opportunity to elevate someone new. And if you're going to elevate someone new, maybe. Oh, man, Raquel. Maybe I think is a good choice. You said I, I would like to see. I know she's kind of becoming involved in a storyline with Ronda Rousey, but I voted for Shayna Baszler. If we're just speaking from Monday Night Raw, Nikki Cross, but you're going to involve her in this other storyline, but Nikki Cross changing her gimmick back would have seemed like a good fit for them. But imagine Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley just feuding. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Zook Enigma saying Nia Jax. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. I mean, they are bringing a lot of people back. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that well, was maybe, a reaction. Oh, maybe, maybe it is someone uh, that used to be there. Yeah. Or Charlotte Flair when she comes back. Mm -hmm. that would no, be... no, she's. I, I could see her with Rhonda. And we've seen we've seen this field too many times, and it never, it never really does anything for Rhea. And this is the <laughs> best that Rhea has looked in the main roster. So keep her. Let's keep her far away from Charlotte for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Joey, Joey, bringing up um, Mia Yim. I don't see her there yet. Yeah, I think yeah. she, you, you need to. I don't know, have someone more established. But mm -hmm. I will say, though, if you're going to bring somebody back, I would like to see that. Because like when you take a look at how they brought back Emma, I don't think that did anything for her return, booking her in a losing match against uh, against Ronda Rousey, where if right. you're going to bring back Mia Yim, putting her with the OC and not necessarily putting her in a title picture against your current beast, that's, that's not the way to go with a return. So it would be an, a good way to return her, but I, I just don't see that right now. Yeah. Uh, up next, we had Braun Strowman versus Omos. Um, start off with the test of strength, and then Omos just basically kicking the shit out of Braun Strowman uh, the whole match. And at the end, um, Omos went to lift Strowman up for his finisher. Strowman escaped and delivered a running power slam to win the match. I was way more entertained by this match than I thought it, I would be. Um, yeah, look, I'm a fan of the freak show stuff, as long as it's done well, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Hogan versus Andre is one of my favorite matches of all time. So I, I like this kind of stuff in doses. And I thought it didn't look bad. I like all the moves. I thought Omos didn't mm -hmm. look bad. Um, I thought when Omos would, was talking trash in the ring, I thought it was very believable. 
when he roars, it isn't. I think he needs to drop the roaring. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I thought this was this was fun. Uh, Issa, you look like you don't agree. I'll go to you first. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I know that they're, you know, giants, but this doesn't get the big meaty man slapping me seal for me. I I I, I thought Omas looked badass. I thought the gear with the hoodie when he came out, like he looked intimidating, and I did think the finish looked impressive. While I do think that that Braun Strowman can lift what Omas weights and probably a lot more it's still impressive to see it you know yeah. to see it happening i did think it was too long like i i don't need to see Omas moving in slow motion because he feels like he's moving in slow motion so it's like booking in matches where it's just a little bit differently but I, yeah it was it was it was it was okay it was just there for me jimmy no, I, I did enjoy the match. I, and I love the fact that they were billing it as monster versus giant kind of thing. I like that tagline. It's like, oh, they got something there. And, you know, and credit to Michael Cole for helping put get this match over the way he did. And, uh, you know, uh, the if you're going to nitpick about one thing, uh, I get that Omos is a giant, but still it is Braun Strowman. And the fact that Braun Strowman basically kicked out almost before one when he put his one foot on him for the cover I didn't think that was, uh, I don't know, that, that that kind of made me feel like, okay, that's a little over the top for me. But the, I was impressed, too, with the finish, the po- running power slam finish, because when he got Omos up, it looks like he was, it looked like he was going to lose him. Mm-hmm. And Braun is just so strong. He just, he, he got him back. Yeah. And and that, to me, that was more impressive than the power slam. <laughs> uh, the the thing of it is that, oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, Issa. No, I was just going to say, Braun makes you see the flaws in Omas because Braun is a giant that actually has a little bit more of in-ring skills than what Omas has. So I feel like when you put them together, it really exposes what Omas can't do right now. Just a thought. Yeah. Uh, Night one says Omas sells like he was caught stealing a cookie. I think that's one of the reasons I like this match is he didn't have to sell much. He pretty much dominated the, the whole match. Yeah, and again, like almost, I, I don't want to say as good as Brock, but I, I was surprised a little bit with uh, Braun Strowman selling. Mm-hmm. He actually sold pretty well Yeah, for a big man. He did. He did. And they clearly left it open for another match down mm-hmm. the road. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we had the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Uh, again, it, the Usos can't have a bad match. They're just mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the brawling brutes, uh, you know, especially Butch. Butch is great. And uh, at the end, uh, the Usos hit their finisher, got the pinfall, and they are still the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh, uh, Jimmy, I'll go to you first. See, and they did it without a ref distraction. And yes. they still got the heat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, you're right. These, the Usos are just uh, incredible. Are they Usy enough? They absolutely are. And this match was also oozy enough. And I like the fact that they that, that, that they outsmarted them in a heel fashion, like the blind tags and all that sort of stuff. And it, it was, what more can you say? It was a good match. And it was another circumstance where, look, the baby faces in the losing effort didn't lose much steam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, 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 they still got their stuff in and they still got over a little bit, despite the fact that they didn't uh, win the championship. Yeah. Issa? Uh, this match was fun. It was nonstop since the bell rang. You just couldn't, you didn't know where to look at because everybody mm-hmm. just looked excellent. Uh, it was a banger. 
I think Seamus will be proud of his boys here. I think there was a spot where Rich Holland had both of the Usos lifted up, and I thought that looked so impressive. The finish, seeing both of the Usos fly. I think the Usos, like, I don't understand why they don't get mentioned as often as they should when it comes to, like, greatest tag teams of all time. They're about to break a record here that's going to make history for them. Um, they, they, I don't think that either one of these teams is capable of putting, off, putting on a bad match, and overall, this was fun. This was, yeah. this was a lot of fun. Every now and then I'll tweet something on Twitter and I check five minutes later. It's like, oh, my God, everyone's going nuts over it. And and one of the things during this match, uh, they announced after the match, they announced Usos versus New Day. Um, I mean, that was already going to happen, but it was official that that's going to be for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. And it's going to be basically the Usos beat New Day and they're the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. And they announced it as one of the biggest matches in SmackDown history. I said, that's a stretch. One of the biggest tag team matches in SmackDown history, mm -hmm. sure. But we've had Rock versus Triple H, Rock Lesnar versus Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, gigantic, gigantic matches on SmackDown over the years. You know, Brock Lesnar versus Kofi going in for the title. It turned out to be a turd, but going in, it was a, it was a big Were deal. Were any of these matches about to break a record? Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. A historic record. But it's a tag team record. That's like a... It doesn't matter. It's still a 24 record. 24-7 record. Still impressive. I, yeah, but it, it, it's... It, <laughs> I, I know you're trying to say it's about the record, but at the same time, it is also about star quality, star power, and how big a star you are. And yes, this is a big match, but at the same time, when you hear names like Rock and Hogan and Austin and Triple H and, you know... The, I'm sorry, but the, the, nobody okay, is. But these there, are the right? best two, the best two tag teams that WWE has probably produced. Oh, so name sure. record, the tag team division times. is just as big. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. Okay, so saying. you do think it's yeah. one of the biggest? I get, I get. Matches I, I don't. I wouldn't history. call it the biggest match on SmackDown history. I think there is a lot in stake, and I love the idea of seeing the New Day trying to stop the Usos from breaking their own record. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a big deal, and. I get it. You guys live in nostalgia land. So go ahead and keep <laughs> no, your triple A versus this person. Yeah. But guess what? The wrestling continues. It never stops. So new names needs to be built. And the way that you do them is by giving giving credit to the matches that are a big deal. This is a record that the new they broke. After, it hadn't been broken for how long? It was like 10 years or something like that. And that now they're trying happened, right? to stop. Yeah, it was like the Dudley boys that they broke it. But it had been years since it was broken. And now the fact that the New Day is trying to stop the Usos from breaking their own record, I do think there's a lot at stake here. I'll say this. Mm -hmm. Of course there is. I, and, and, and I agree. Look, it's, 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 I think they're doing a fantastic job building that match. I think they're doing the right things. But is it something that's really where you're like, oh, my God, this is happening? You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, like you would with... I don't know. Okay, I'll, so I'll outside, even Roman outside versus of Roman Riddle. Reigns versus The Rock, tell me what. No, no, no I'm not even going to throw that in. There. No, 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 but no. Listen Roman to my question. Riddle. Listen to my question. Outside of Roman Reigns versus The Rock, what match today will make you say that? There's I'll say no Roman match versus, that. Roman. I was just saying Roman versus Riddle was bigger. Please, we saw yeah. it on SmackDown. No, that's what I'm Roman saying. The, the, yeah, that was on SmackDown. That was bigger there than is, this. 
There is yeah, nothing uh, like WWE Roman or there. WWE or AEW that you can book right now that will make you go, oh my God, this is happening. I must stop oh, all sure. of my plans. You could do Roman versus Seth. You could do Roman versus Kevin oh, Owens. We've seen it like 10 times. Brock versus so, Seth. I mean, it depends on your build. It all depends on how yeah. you, you get to it. Wait, you said we saw that a, a million times. How many times have we seen the New Day versus the Usos? Mm-hmm. No, for a record. It's just different. It's historic. No matter what happens, it's historic. But is it a record anyone really cares about? There you if go. you care That's about tacting wrestling, yeah. I mean, the Young Bucks probably care. Vince McMahon mm-hmm. doesn't. We know he doesn't like tacting wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, stellar Jeff- Justin Lopez, longtime friend of the show. Thank you very much for the super chat saying, history to me is can't miss something you have to watch right away. I'm not going to cancel my plans to see Wakanda forever to see this. Mm. I, get, I get his point. And, and, and to, to a certain extent, I kind of agree. It's not one of those, like you said, uh, Raj, oh my goodness, I got to tune into this. It is one of those deals where, hey, this is something I really want to see live. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's The excitement level is not like up here. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, this is cool. I really do want to see this. They haven't been up there either. And just, I'm not going to give them any credit. You have cooled the new day down to levels that they haven't been this dead in so long. The Usos have been, I mean, the bloodline is the hardest thing in wrestling right now. But you haven't done anything with the New Day since Biggie went down with injury. Like, they're just wrestling pointless matches. And now I, I like the idea of them wanting to stop the Usos from breaking the record. I think that's a big deal. However, the New Day is nowhere where they were a few years ago when I remember when the, when the New Day was going to break the record themselves. They had an incredible match on Monday Night Raw where they, I remember it was like Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, a bunch of things went against them. And that felt like a, that actually felt like a big deal, but mm-hmm. I think the reason why we're not all in on this is because of how much the New Day has cooled down. Absolutely, like if this was because remember New Day weren't ever supposed to wrestle the Usos for a tag team title shot again. Mm-hmm. So if they had built this for months, where on, New Raj, Day keeps winning and they keep winning and they keep winning, and then they're like, okay, we we need you to turn this yeah. over. We need you to turn this this ruling over. So he because. We're beating everyone. We're the best right. team. And then finally Triple H gives in and you, you get to this match. Then you have a long-term story building to this match. And right. look, I think, again, I like how they're hyping this match. I like yeah. that that step, like New Day's trying to block them from winning the, the tag team championships. I mean, uh, from retaining the tag team championships and breaking mm-hmm. the record. But biggest tag, been- biggest match in SmackDown history. Not the biggest match. Huh? Mm-hmm. And, and I will say one thing. It would have been different if you would have slowly, like... They never missed to tell you how many days Roman Reigns has been champion. Mm-hmm. It felt like they just started doing this with the Usos and now the new days are going to try. Like they tried yeah. to put this together in such a short period of time. Where if we right. would have seen thesis of it going on for a little bit with the new day hyping up the tag team going against, you know, the Usos because they can't break the record. But no, it just it kind of like came out of nowhere in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people were losing yeah. their minds over that. Yeah. I didn't think it's one of the biggest smackdowns. That's why I don't tweet anymore. <laughs> legit. I just stay away from At this point, I go in and I'll be like, I'm live. Come hang out. And that's it. That's yeah. all I do on Twitter. Yeah, we, we could buy blue check marks soon here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you guys got to pay for your check marks now. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then I don't mind the blue check mark disappearing. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you'll Jimmy, lose yours. Jimmy is going against the system. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Up next, Bianca Belair versus Bailey in the last woman standing match for the Raw yeah. Women's uh, Championship. I missed the beginning part. Uh, Issa, do uh, you kind of want to run through the beginning or just run through the match? And Yeah, uh, let me pull it up. I don't need to pull it up. I'm going to tell you my version of what went down. Sure. First of all, mm-hmm. 
the the jumpsuits, the fits, incredible. Now I talked about you know these women going out in a hell in a cell and a ladder match. Here I feel like they got just as creative. Uh, Bianca Belair sent Bailey into the corner of the ring. Bailey got back up. Um, I'm sorry, Belair got back up and slammed Bailey into the canvas three times. Bailey pulled out a kendo stick from underneath the ring. I, I felt like the beginning was the most boring part, honestly. Um, it, it, I think it got interesting once Bailey went under the ring and pulled out the ladder. Uh, Bianca Belair leaped over the top rope to take Bailey out. Bailey took advantage on the outside and sent Belair into the barricade. Bailey followed by delivering a suplex. Bailey set up a chair. This spot was probably my favorite thing where Bailey sat down Bianca on the chair and then uh, got on the barricade and ran and did a clothesline onto her sitting on the outside of the ring. I, I personally really, really enjoyed this spot from the two of them. Um, Belair eventually responded and attempted to throw the steel steps at Bailey, showing her strength. This woman is the female John Cena. I would die on that hill. Belair delivered a spine buster to Bailey on the steel steps. Then Belair tried to use the kendo step. Um, but Bailey ran up the entrance ramp. This is when it got good. <laughs> uh, Bailey caught up with Belair and repeatedly hit her with the suplex. Yo, ba Belair was swinging the the candlestick like my mom when she was mad at me when I was young. Like that gave me bad PTSD. I didn't need to see that. <laughs> but love you, mom. I love you, mom. Um, Bailey hit Bianca with a Bailey to Bailey suplex onto the ramp, and I think at some point here is when Bailey comes out in a golf cart. <laughs> I seen a lot of things on the golf cart spot. I liked it. I personally liked the golf cart spot. I, you know, Bailey brought it out. They fought on. First of all, Bianca drop kicked her off the driver's seat, which I thought was badass. Then they fought on top of the golf cart. Then Bianca drove down the ramp with Bailey on top of the golf cart. I don't know if you guys liked it. I personally was a big fan of this. And for the finish, Bianca ended up pulling, um, pinning Bailey between the ring post and the ladder so she couldn't get out of it, getting the 10 count. And she is still your Raw Women's Champion. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mm. Yeah. No, that pretty much... Uh, uh, the women work their... Their heinies off in this one. What a match! These they, they really laid it out there. Uh, as far as the golf cart, that that was my only thing. I thought they there was a missed opportunity here to do something very creative with the golf cart. As someone who's been, uh, uh, yeah got chauffeured by Kane on a golf cart at WrestleMania 17. There was the potential here to do something with it. Whether it was something like she drove it down the ramp and you know stop right before a table and have. Beyond, uh, uh, Bailey roll off the top through the table. They got the table. Bailey overshot something. that too. Like she missed the table. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, but uh, yeah, something. Uh, but again, hats off to the ladies. They put on a hell of a show. And that finish was very creative. I like the fact that it, she was kind of caught up in it and wanted to get up, but couldn't get up. So yeah. it made it made the baby face look smart. And it didn't take anything away from the heel at the same time because she looked like she could get up, but she just couldn't because she was trapped. 
do you think that the camera angle, and I ask him both of you, because when I'm watching it, I'm feeling like Bailey could get out of it. And I feel like if we could have gone to a different camera angle where yeah. you really can't see the struggle, because the camera angle that they chose to show the finish from, it really did look like Bailey could get out of it. I'm I'm watching it on live stream screaming, come on, girl, like you can't get out of that. Like mm -hmm. I can't see where the struggle was to get out of it. So I'm, I'm nitpicking production here, but I feel like this could have shown differently to where you can see why she was struggling to get out of it. Mm -hmm. No, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, it, 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 that's the only problem. Uh, once they saw that angle, they should have shot away from it quickly. Yeah. yeah. If you did it from the other side, it would have worked much better because you could see how much space Bailey had to slide out. And it was a, a long 10 count. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, Especially I, I agree considering with that. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, right? Especially considering during the match, the 10 counts were seemed kind of quicker. Yeah. yeah so. Which, you know, that's... That's one of my issues I've always had with last man and last woman standing matches is, you know, those 10 counts aren't count, you know, coming early and just kind of like, okay, okay, come on. Let's right. We know right. this as is soon, it. As and you got to hear the first counter. I'm like, don't counter it. You're going to get up from that. Right. And those 10 counts take at least 30 seconds. So that's half a minute. You're just waiting. You're like, okay, let's move on. Let's move yeah. on. Yep. So it's not my favorite step. Uh, I agree with you about the golf cart. I thought, especially when you saw the stuff they did with Sammy Guevara, you know, at Stadium Stampede. Who was it? Oh, uh, Kevin who, Owens and Roman Reigns. And like, Kevin Owens like... and Roman Reigns. Those were awesome. And I felt yeah. like with this, you're waiting for something big to happen. And But have you know, we seen a golf cart spot in, in a women's match? And if you guys have, yeah. let me know. I just don't recall the women doing this. So I did think that they try to go for something different you know, yeah. here and, and, and you got to give him respect because Bailey running out Bianca with the golf cart. Okay. That's what we've seen the men do like a million times. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. Like... Bianca slowed down the car when she was trying to get the table spot. Like she should have gone mm -hmm. like maybe more full force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was the, I thought that was the uh, missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It was just cause she just stopped. And I think everyone was expecting her to like fly off the cart, you know? Right. And instead she stopped and then gave her the KOD. And, you know, Bianca's so athletic, she could do some really cool stuff. But at the same time, with the vehicle, you don't want to risk anything. But, you know, when Bailey was coming at her, Bianca is the type that could, like, leapfrog and then, like, jump to the, you know, onto the hood and go over and do yeah. something. I just felt like there was – it didn't really add anything And uh, when you're expecting something. Right. But outside of that, the, you know, again, I only saw the second half of the match. But I thought Bianca's just a badass. She's uh, – she does stuff that's just amazing. And uh, female John Cena. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. We needed it. We never seen yeah. it. We saw yeah. a little bit of it with Bailey, but Bailey wasn't booked to always win. Bailey, when she was doing the hugger stage, while she was likable, mm -hmm. like a baby face John Cena, she wasn't always winning her matches. That's not the case with Bianca here. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. she's, yeah, no, everything is clicking with her. I think she's, uh, I think yeah. she's great. Yeah. So. I will say one more thing um, with the production. There was one spot in which Bailey pinned Bianca. Um, she had it like against the ring skirt, you know, mm -hmm. and Bianca acted like she couldn't get out of it. And I'm like, girl, if you just bend down, get under the ring and come out through the other side. Like, what are you acting like? You're literally pinned there. All you have to do is get under the ring. Mm -hmm. But I, I really enjoyed this match. I enjoyed mm -hmm. these women. And I was saying, we've seen them in Hell in a Cell. We've seen them in ladder match. Like, what are they going to do here? Their matches mm -hmm. always feel fresh. 
I need a break from this field and I need to see Bailey get a couple of wins here because mm -hmm. I do think the field with Bianca is giving me flashbacks of what we saw with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. We were getting incredible matches, but that doesn't take away the fact that Seth was losing and losing and losing. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see Bailey rack up some wins and stay away from Bianca for a little while. Gotcha. Degenerates United saying, I think it's a big thing because women just received rights recently to drive over there. Hitting her wouldn't have looked good, I think. No, no, no. but you could have done something different. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been amazing how far WWE has come with the women mm -hmm. in Saudi Arabia. The first yep. pay per view, women weren't even allowed to fly over there, and the fact that we're now seeing not just women's matches, different gear, but now we're seeing hardcore. We saw the Elimination Chamber match, now we're seeing this last woman standing match. Mm -hmm. Like the progress that they yep. have made when it comes to that, you have to give them props and respect and for that. And both women referees as well, too. So that's cool to see as well. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. The first pay per view, awesome there's no women. Yeah. None at all. Maybe the first and, and then, like, I think mm -hmm. we got a. The, 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 the first time we saw anything that was progressive was Renee Young on commentary. Right. You know, and like the way that it has slowly evolved, like, I'm. I know that a lot of people are critical over the Saudi Arabia pay per views, but I, I live for this to see this progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's complicated. I, I'm not yeah. going to. I don't get into again, that years ago. But I love yeah. what they're doing with the women. And that's yeah. all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it, uh, the women, it is. I mean, gosh, there's probably more women matches on this pay-per-view than the last AEW one. Right. And if you, you cut it, if you cut it, there was a moment when the bell rang where Bianca and Bailey looked at each other and smiled. And I love them getting that quick mm -hmm. moment to acknowledge this is a big freaking deal and we're going to do our thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So up next, we had the Bray Wyatt pay-per-view uh, uh, promo, which I thought it's kind of seemed like the same thing on SmackDown. It's kind of mm -hmm. talking about how we... It, it was interesting. The crowd at one point was chanting. We, Bray Wyatt was talking about not being loved. The crowd mm -hmm. started chanting, we love you, which I don't think I've ever heard a we love you chant at a wrestling show in my life. Awesome crowd any... in Saudi Arabia today, by the way. They were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this crowd, we, we, we should talk about that for a second. They were lit the whole night. I mean, yeah. they were just, they were chanting, this is awesome, pretty much every match. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they were just excited to be there. They loved it. There was a We Want Sammy chant during the yes. Usos match. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that's a punishable offense over there, but um, it's uh, it just shows like the fans and the, the people up top. There's a little bit of a disconnect. Hopefully mm -hmm. that gap clears up but this mm -hmm. these fans they love the women's matches they love Sami Zayn uh who wasn't there you know for which again weekend. I know you said you didn't want to get into it but when you see those little kids like the mm -hmm. first pay-per-view felt like such a money grab you had all those big couches with this big old man sitting there not even paying attention right. but when you see real fans with the signs I saw all the signs Uzi signs everywhere and oh you my see god these kids like marking out and it's just it's so cool like you don't want to yeah. take that away because they live in a controversial country they should still be able to see their heroes like go back to mm -hmm. the first time you watch a wrestling show live mm -hmm. and what that felt like for you it's awesome for them yeah and you talk about chance that you're not Usi chance <laughs> we're i mean that is <laughs> tremendous yeah. no these fans were great they loved what they were seeing you, you and yeah you do feel happy that they're having a good time yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so um great yeah. crowd Mm -hmm. Great crowd. Uh, so Bray White cut his promo. Uh, you know, like I said, yep. uh, you got the we love you chant. He said, you don't love me. I don't even love myself. Mm -hmm. uh, he said he was trying to get away from himself. He made a monster of himself with the fiend. And uh, 
that the monster almost destroyed him. Uh, he says he's Bray Wyatt. And then basically, once again, we cut to the wall with Bray's voice. Um, mm -hmm. And they show the Uncle Howdy, which uh, Uncle Howdy is something I, mm. I don't know. I don't I can't get used to saying <laughs> uh, Uncle Howdy cutting a promo. And uh, yeah, the taunting Wyatt about wearing his mask again. So yeah, seems they, like there's a couple ways you could go. Wyatt becomes Uncle Howdy like he was the Fiend, or mm -hmm. Uncle Howdy is Bo Dallas and it's a different oh. character. And then you got another star. You got Bray Wyatt, who's already a star, and then you kind of introduce a new one. Um, yeah. Jimmy, I'll go to you first. No, I I I find it interesting. I love the conflict. That's what that's what it is. And. And although a lot of it seemed very similar, at the same time, there was a here to rewrite the ending of his story. He used that line mm -hmm. in there, which really was that. really good. I love that line. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, that conflict that's in there in his head. And then the video when it said, don't take the last gulp. You know what I mean? It just added to, you know, that, oh, he's conflicted. Does he go back to, you know, the, the fiend character, the, that sort of thing? And it's got you guessing. And that's good. When it has yeah. you guessing, it's good, and, and, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, again, you run into the risk of having this go too long, but at the same time, you don't want to rush it. See, that's the, that's right. the that's the challenge. When is the right time to to uh, hit the switch, so to speak? And that's yeah, the one I, thing. I like I, this. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Raj, but no, I, right. I did like a couple of – he gave us a couple of Easter eggs. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, we're getting a lot of the same with Bray Wyatt. I didn't feel like this promo was the same. In SmackDown, we seen him kind of come out, oh, I'm Bray Wyatt. I'm talking to you guys as me. Today, he started talking about his family, the background, and how he felt mm -hmm. that need to not just be great, but be greater than all of them. I like that mm -hmm. a lot because you know what kind of family he comes from and, and the desire to be better than – not only represent the bloodline, which is like was running wild in wrestling, but be better. Be the best one out of that bloodline, right? Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that he said he didn't want to be remembered as the monster in the mask. I enjoy that. Like I, I didn't think that run ended the way he expected that it would go. So why would mm -hmm. you want to be remembered that way, right? Um, but I do think that we do need to go somewhere with this Uncle Howdy character. I'm invested, I'm curious, but mm -hmm. it does feel a little bit like a lot of the same. Bray Wyatt is gonna come out and talk and whatever is going on, I think Uncle Howdy is him fighting with his own, own inner demons. I think it's him. Um, but whatever is going on, I need I need a little bit of a tease. I need, I need a little bit more, but maybe the fact that I want more is exactly what's working here. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that had been missing in all of wrestling, I feel like, lately, um, until Triple H took over, it was cliffhangers and, and stuff mm -hmm. that yeah. makes you want to tune in the next week and it gets your curiosity. And I feel like you're seeing that a lot more right now with the Bray Wyatt stuff. Um, with Dominic and Ray, I think they've been doing a great job with that storyline, regardless yeah. of mm -hmm. what you think about Dominic. But that story is really is way stronger than it was a year ago. Uh, you, you, and Dominic is a way stronger character than he was a year ago. And then, yeah. you know, even Dexter Loomis and, and the Miz. And one of my criticisms early on was why is Dexter randomly stalking the Miz? And then they're doing this whole thing with the secret. And it's like, okay, so I am going to give it time because it does look like they are invested in telling these stories and they are going somewhere. And it's not just, throwing out stuff that gets dropped the last week, you know, the next week that we saw all the time uh, under Vince. So I, I will give it time. So um, 
But I am intrigued, and and that's one of the things that has been missing in wrestling that you saw way back in the day. With mm-hmm. I thought Bischoff did it best for a while with with Nitro, where you and on these cliffhangers that makes you wanting more and, and wanting to tune in the next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of the things that I like is that brace promos make sense, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And then you get the video packages where it doesn't make sense, but it kind of makes sense if you listen closely. But a lot of times, cold leader Bray Wyatt will come out and just say mm-hmm. words. Now right. I feel the words that he's saying, and I think that's a big change in his character. Because that man could come out there and like read the phone book, and I'll probably still be like, yay, mm-hmm. here's my flashlight on. Mm-hmm. But he's making sense this time, which is a big difference from like before, where he was just like riddle something that you could never, you were never going to decipher. And uh, mm-hmm. Serge McTavish, uh, don't worry, we're getting to your super chat. We're just doing it after the review because it didn't have to mm-hmm. do with the show. So right. we didn't forget about you, buddy. Um, yeah. And then finally, the main event, we had Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. This, I thought, was just a hell of a match. Roman, the the crowd was going crazy. Roman was fantastic. Logan just, I mean, he pulled out all the stops. And it was one of those matches that uh, it just built and built and built. And one of the things that bugs me in wrestling is anytime there's a a two-count shock face, you know, like... Two count, mm-hmm. kick out, shock face. And people think that makes an awesome match. And they'll just start chanting, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But in this match, it was awesome when they did mm-hmm. it. Like, they, uh, they had some believable spots. I, I thought this was great. Um, uh, Jimmy, I'll go to you first. Because I-, I think this, Issa has yeah. a lot to say. So I'll go, I'll go to you first. No, I, I I don't know where to begin. This match was a lot better than it deserved to be. Let's. I, I, I hate putting it in that term. But my goodness, Logan Paul... Uh, the coaching he got, uh, we knew he was a tremendous athlete, but he did the little things right uh, as far as, you know, the selling, selling at the right times, selling for the right amount of time, allowing things to breathe and that sort of thing, whether they were coaching him through it, whether, you know, there was communication going on, which probably was going on in the ring. But at the same time, he listened and he cared and he looked he looked like he belonged. That was the thing. And if you noticed earlier in the night when he was first when he first pulled up in the in the vehicle and stuff like that, the crowd was booing him. Mm-hmm. He got boos. He started winning him over as the match started going on. He started getting cheered and they were starting to boo uh, Roman. So that is, is, is a sign that he was doing it right, regardless of who was coaching him through it, what it was. This match was really, really, really good. And if uh, he decides that this is what he wants to do for the future, I'm all for it. I mean, he has a WWE contract. He signed mm-hmm. a, He signed a deal. So uh, there's more to come. That's why I didn't mind Roman giving him so much because he, he's he's there for a while. Mm-hmm. Isa? I, I love this match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, first of all, I am here for the WWE times where the celebrities just come in and steal the show. We've seen it with Bad Bunny. We've seen it with Logan Paul. Like These people are not here for a paycheck anymore. They're here to prove people wrong. I don't expect the Paul brothers half-assed anything they go into they're just not known to do that and people just need to give them a little bit of respect whether you like them or dislike them i will say as soon as i saw jake paul was in saudi arabia i was like wwe would be stupid to not put him on this show after he just had that big win against anderson silva you get him on camera one way or another um i'll get started with saying logan paul looked like a million bucks i feel like 
both of these men elevated each other in this match. This isn't just a Roman May Logan Paul. I thought Logan Paul also did an excellent job here. I love what you mentioned, Jimmy, of Logan Paul turning the crowd because I noticed that right away. I was like, holy shit, he got them chanting for mm -hmm. them. I love the story that Roman was telling, going into the match, just laughing at this kid. Like, this is mm -hmm. an easy payday for me. And you can see what he sold you slowly turning into, okay, he's got it. I gotta, I gotta turn on my A game. Did I ever think that Roman was losing? No. Has Roman become the master of the 2.999 kickout? 1,000%. 1,000%. Nobody's doing it the way that he's doing it. I didn't expect the podcast co-hosts to become involved at all. I fear for their lives. I don't think these boys have trained. <laughs> but um, I was worried about that, the guy's phone. He took the phone and you know went through the table with it. Those who cares? You're friends with Logan Paul. He'll buy you a new one. I don't. I wouldn't care. I'll be like, here, take them both. You can get two <laughs> two angles. You know. Um, I I didn't expect the podcast boys to become involved, and I do think that that might have been the one thing that maybe I would have changed because I don't expect everybody to know who these guys are. So to a lot of people that probably look like, who are these guys? But hey, mm -hmm. we get that on. AW every week, so don't don't complain about it when it happens over here. <laughs> I love that. I love when Solo Sokoa, like there's something, I love the entire bloodline. There's something about Solo Sokoa that you know he is about that life. When Solo Sokoa came out, you're like, it's over for these guys. Like it <laughs> is over for them. Um, yeah, I, I loved everything about this match. I didn't think it was overbooked. I think if you're a business person and you're smart and you want to make money, yes, you get Jake Paul in your pay-per-view. And maybe they'll do the Paul brothers against the Usos. There's so many things you can do here. We got war games coming up. There's a lot of things happening that, that you can continue the storyline going. And props to Leonard Paul. He looked great. But as I said, and still, Roman Reigns, he's going to be champion forever, and I'm here for it. He shouldn't lose the title until it's right. Um, right. You know, the, the Solo Sokoa, he, I, I had tweeted this earlier, but he is what Samoa Joe should have been, like if booked properly. He, in any company, I'm not saying AEW, mm -hmm. WWE. That's a, that's a great comparison. Yeah. But just yeah. that he, he has that great face. The, he, he, and when he comes out, they've done a great job with him because you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, they've done just a, such a great job with him. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the one thing with the podcast guys, they did establish him as part of his crew earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. and they didn't have him, them getting the better of the Usos, which I liked. And it led to Jake yeah. Paul coming in and Jake mm -hmm. Paul got a big pop. Yeah. Of course so, it did. People know who Jake Paul is. They know and who he is. making a name for himself in the boxing world. Yeah, I'm telling look, you. I didn't know people... who either of these guys were two years ago. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and I right. can see why people don't like him. And a lot of it is just. Because people that successful. are successful doing YouTube and stuff like that. They hate yeah. people that are successful doing YouTube because it seems yeah. like easy money, even though it's not. Right. Um, yeah, it's so not. I think, it's uh, a lot of work, but I, I loved it. And I personally, I'm telling you, as soon as I saw the pic, even when I saw the picture of just Jake Paul with Brock Lesnar, I'm like, book it, make it happen. Like, it will be a fun match to watch. Like, make it happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not against the Paul brothers, but a lot of the reason why is because they don't have fast what they do. They go into their projects and mm -hmm. give it their all. They're not going to show up at a WWE pay-per-view and look mm -hmm. like, like idiots. They're not going to do that. They're going to put on a show, and they proved it today. Logan Paul and, and, and Jake Paul is freaking jacked, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and Logan Paul in his three matches, he looks like he's been doing this forever. Right. He, and, they, uh, 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jimmy. He was no. an amateur wrestling. Yeah, he was an amateur wrestler. No, I, the fact that you said that he's had three matches, and yes, you can have all the training in the world you want, but to go out there and perform like that in front of a crowd that big and still do what he did and kind of get it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and 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 Issa, to your point, um, he he does have the amateur wrestling background, but he's doing the, these frog splashes that look amazing. You know, like stuff. He got that's a not he got a buckshot mm -hmm. lariat in there that CM yeah. Punk couldn't even freaking do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he just no. looks fantastic. I think he yeah. could be the biggest heel in the business. Not maybe not the best heel, but because of how big he is outside of wrestling, mm. if he turned heel and embraced it. I think he could bring in a lot of people uh, just like they yeah. did for their boxing fights, you know, if done right. And uh, mm -hmm. I think he could be just one of the the top, top stars. He looked fantastic. Um, we had uh, someone tweet earlier. I mean, not tweet a uh, message earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. Gress 512, Logan Paul's a young Shawn Michaels. <laughs> um, Sounds far They but... did great together. They did great together. <laughs> True. <laughs> but he, he does kind of, I mean, he was doing a lot of the Shawn Michaels moves, the, you know, the kip up and, uh, yeah, the, yeah. I, well, I, yo, I think okay, but when he started tuning up the band, I was like, "All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Yeah. You know, and I know your role. Exactly. Yeah, there's no barbershop yeah. window here. Right. I was like, "We get it. We get it. We know who you're yeah. trained. We no need to do this, okay?" Yeah. <laughs> so, so they you know, going to the story. event, I thought it was a fun show. Yeah. But then the main event, I thought, took it to a next level. I thought yeah. it was yeah. such a it good match. A great it was so match. fun. Mm -hmm. and yeah. But the one thing that I have said, and I know I'm a big Roman Reigns fan, so I never had any doubt that Roman is winning. I always felt like Roman is winning all of his matches. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people said, oh, Clash at the Castle. I didn't say he was losing. You guys did, but not you guys, the chat. But anyways, <laughs> um, even if the match feels predictable, it doesn't have to be a bad match. I never thought Logan right. Paul was beating Roman. I enjoyed the shit out of this match, and that's mm -hmm. what it's all about. It was a great exclamation point on what I thought was a very good premium live event yeah amen all right um get to a couple other things um but first uh this is i was able to see that this is true Wait, aaron carter passed away aaron car aaron carter of the backstreet boys passed away oh, at really? no, no 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 he's the brother of nick carter from the backstreet boys no your boy bands rock oh geez oh, oh. you're right the brother <laughs> of nick I carter know. spreading <laughs> bad info here uh yeah oh. aaron carter and yeah, Carter passed away. Well, that's that's sad. He's very young. Thirty-four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, too young. Very much. Yeah. All so right. Uh, so let's get to some of these other super chats, and then mm -hmm. um, go to a couple of the other okay. uh, hot topics of the week. Uh, first of all, uh, what Marvin B asked earlier. Hi all. What are your team predictions for War Games? Oh, obviously See, it has to be the Bloodline, right? Yeah. Something. Bloodline versus. Logan Paul and Paul, his podcast and, team. Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> but I, I also see Judgment Day versus uh, the mm -hmm. OC. Uh, and uh, how do you involve the women in this? And, Damage control. Uh, and maybe Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka can get a couple more people ooh, involved. Yeah, you, you could, could see that. that too. Did they say there was going to be one or could there be two? They haven't They haven't said, but I would assume we're going to see one man's one woman at so, least. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So for the men's, I, I mean, the bloodline, you got five. You, you got Roman, the Uso, Sammy, and, and Solo Sokoa. You mm -hmm. got Kevin Owens, Drew Mac. You know, I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of different ways. Edge. I mean, there's a lot of people you could right. put in there. Um, mm -hmm. And then 
Look, I don't think he should beat Roman. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the champion never, never. Yeah. being the best in the world and yeah. doesn't get beat. And so when he gets beat, it's a huge deal. Right. And the right person should beat him. Like, I, I didn't want Drew winning at Clash of the Castle just because it's like, okay, you're, you want him to win because of geography, not mm-hmm. because it's best for the story. Right. And uh, I, I just think Roman, if Cody is that guy, if he comes back and he remains mm-hmm. super over, Mm-hmm. then he can be that guy that finally beats him. But he sh- yeah. Roman should not lose until the right guy comes along. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Um, Serge McTavish is saying he took mm-hmm. his son to the recent Glasgow live event and got to mm-hmm. say Gunther is just the nicest guy. Took time out to chat to my boy and made his night. Aww. Sorry, Isa, the big meaty men slapping meat is a teddy bear. <laughs> most yeah. most meat, meaty men that slap meat are big teddy bears. I tell mm-hmm. the story of the smile that Drew McIntyre put on my mom's face, and it's something that I'll never forget. That, that's how they are. Gunther is doing some incredible work right now as the intercontinental mm-hmm. champion, and I'm glad that your son got to experience that because that's something he's never going to forget. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the days of uh, maintaining your... Uh, persona, your television persona, it's, 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 it's gone. Uh, you know, you, when you're in a private setting or an outside setting outside the, the business, so to speak, it, it's fine because you can still get your heat back on TV. <laughs> yeah. Right. Even, even the baby faces back in the day, like ultimate warrior, you'd hear all these stories where he was just a big prick to fans outside of the ring. He just yeah. didn't like, he didn't like crowds. That's for sure. Yeah. And now it's rare to hear uh, bad mm-hmm fan interaction stories you right. can tell like these guys really appreciate what they're doing and where they are and uh mm-hmm. they get back yeah absolutely let's adrian sebastian thank you with the hundred uh i think that's rupees mm-hmm. no or pounds right. no, no that's not, not pounds that's not pounds something <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> can we see a forbidden door with wwe and new japan cole mentioning bullet club new japan Carl is the never W champ, etc. Also, will Sasha be a part of the OC? Mm, as, as, as the latter part of this question uh, of the OC, I don't see that happening. But at the same time, the forbidden door, never say never in this industry. Anything can happen. It depends on if they can come to an agreement to, to work together. That's Look at the match they just booked with Shinsuke and Mura. Like that's going to mm-hmm. be such a big deal, and that's just. I'm sure they're appeasing at this something that Shinsuke probably wanted to do, and they're you know allowing him to. But I I feel like in the last year and a half, everything is possible in professional wrestling. Never mm-hmm. say never. Especially with Hunter, who appears to. Sorry mm-hmm. to cut you off there, uh, Raj. Who appears to want to expand internationally. Look, I think uh, them doing the stuff with Muda and um, you know Shinsuke. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing little one-offs here and there is is good. But, look, I thought AEW started getting cold basically after Double or Nothing when they went full on uh, mm-hmm. with New Japan. Because, look, look, you just look at facts, and I know I'm going to get skewered by some people, but <laughs> uh, not that many people in the U.S. really watch New Japan. You see the ratings on Access. You, you mm-hmm. see how many people... Uh, U.S. fans are actually signed up on New Japan World. It's a fraction of the regular audience. Mm -hmm. So you're having all these guys that the hardcores know who they are, but a big chunk of your audience doesn't. And, um, you know, doing stuff where, you know, when when Jushin Liger came into NXT, they did the video packages and and 
introduced you. So it was it was really cool. But when you just have guys and everyone's supposed to know who they are and you're not mm-hmm. introducing them to the rest of your audience. I don't know. I think yeah. uh, that's what I was going to say, Raj, to your point and not to counter it. But I feel like if WWE was ever to do something like this, they're not going to half ass it. They're going to make right. sure you know who the people that they're bringing in is. They're not going to try to book it in two months and, and just get all these matches in the card. And even because I did feel that way. And I can see why some people stop tuning in. If you're just mm-hmm. bringing people out and expecting a big pop because mm-hmm. this person is coming out, half of us have never even heard these entrance songs, right? So I do think that if WWE was to do something like it, that would do a little bit of a better job of introducing who this outsider mm-hmm. is. And I don't think they would do a whole card where half of it, the WWE right. fan base is not familiar with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you did a one-off, you know, Okada came in or... Mm-hmm. And again, I don't see that happening because they are so tied in with AEW now. Mm-hmm. But um, if you did something like that where you had one match where someone comes in, you build that one one person up, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. It, because the other way, you're, you know, if New Japan's doing the same thing, you're exposing your product to them, you know, to New Japan fans and the New Japan talent to WWE fans. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think uh, mm-hmm. the way it's been done so far, I, I just feel like has not been, uh, it, it, it just assumes everyone's a hardcore fan. Right. Um, Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Let's see. Finally, we got uh, Malcolm Mitchell saying, thinking back, it was strange that Nikki Cross helped Kai and Sky, but didn't help Bailey, especially in a match that had no DQs. A lot of people mentioned that on my mm-hmm. chat, said if you have a stable and you're in an anything goes match, people should be showing up. And I do agree, but I did think it was a little bit smart to book the women's before Bianca and Bailey because maybe mm. they're selling their injuries, you know, maybe they couldn't come out because of what mm. they went through in their match. But agreed. I you I thought Bailey was gonna have some kind of outside help, whether she won or not. I did expect other people to show up to help her. No, definitely you would think that, but at the same time, having Nikki come out in this, how do you get around you know her help not you know helping Bailey um because we've seen Bianca take take damage control both down we saw it at the ladder match yeah but that that takes then that takes away the Nikki Cross uh you know help from earlier right you know uh, it kind of evens it out as opposed to makes you go oh is she part of them or not is she part of damage control leaves that question out there yeah yeah and I, I think her interfering in two matches is a little overkill right so. We, we've already got enough interference through the night. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, some of the other stuff in the wrestling world, CM Punk, obviously this past Wednesday, Colt Cabana came back. That's mm-hmm. almost seemed to be like, a, you know, cementing no, <laughs> <laughs> um, that he's gone. Uh, apparently it was kind of a, it was a Tony Khan decision. Uh, they don't know if Colt Cabana's back, uh, well, right now, the, the plan wasn't for Colt Kamana to be back being a regular. Um, and CM Punk, um, you know, it's it's everyone's wondering what's next for him. Obviously, the question is, would WWE be interested in taking CM Punk back? I think CM Punk, the fact that he did WWE backstage 
I think showed that he was willing to kind of open that door a bit. And, but WWE kind of didn't reciprocate. I was going to say, well, what does it tell you that even Fox kind of... The report said that Fox even said that they will help out trying to get CM Punk back and WWE still didn't go mm -hmm. for it. That also speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, again, uh, not, I have nothing personal against CM Punk, but at the same time, the atmosphere backstage at WWE right now is on an upswing. It's on a positive note right now. People seem to be very happy over there. And do you want to take a chance of someone maybe disrupting that balance right now? Because he does have a, a reputation for kind of doing that. What about a on a part-time basis? A little right. like if he, if a he contract had like a where you just bring him out for a couple of like the big pay-per-views, uh, Royal mm -hmm. Rumble appearance here, maybe, you know, because mm -hmm. the, the man can draw. And that's something that it did prove. Yeah. No matter how he's running the AEW win or how you feel about it, he drew for them. It, yeah, I, I agree. It'll definitely help in that regard. It's just, again, do you want to disrupt the balance that that, that could potentially be disrupted? Yeah. I think um, six months ago, I would have said no way. Mm -hmm. But um, now with Triple H in charge, I think he wants to do whatever he can to make sure things are a success under him mm -hmm. and uh, that things are as hot as possible. So I could see him bringing him back uh, I, mean, I, I see point, that over Rock, punk back in aew yeah to your point if i'm him and i come back after all those years that i managed to stay away do i want to be remembered of my last appearance being that scrum hell right. no i look one way whether even if it's a one-time match i look away to have people remember the last time they saw me be completely mm. different than that mess <laughs> uh maya lee is asking naomi Ava or Tamina, who joins the bloodline first? Oh, wow. That's not Ava. I think they're no. doing a good job at NXT at trying to establish Ava on mm -hmm. her own and not use, you know, her background. Mm -hmm. And I think she already has enough pressure because no matter how much they sell her as Ava Rain, we all know who she is. Mm -hmm. So putting her there right away, I don't I don't think that would be a good idea. I like the idea of Naomi. Always like the idea of Naomi mm -hmm. joining the bloodline. Yeah. And yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Nothing more. I, yeah, I agree. Exactly. Nothing, nothing more to be added at this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and it's kind of one of those things that sometimes when someone's gone, um, it makes them a bigger star. I felt like that was the case for CM Punk. I feel mm -hmm. like that's the case for Sasha Banks and Naomi. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Sasha Banks, she had posted something on her Instagram story, uh, basically teasing like something big is coming up this month. Uh, mm -hmm. It's got people wondering, is it wrestling related? Is it not? When I was watching it, I don't know. To me, it didn't feel wrestling related. She did cancel some upcoming uh, appearances mm -hmm. or an upcoming appearance. I think it's not this weekend, but in, not this weekend, but but next weekend. Um, so if it is wrestling related, it's going to happen soon. Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it definitely could be wrestling related. But at the same time, you know, she got re good reviews for her her stuff in the Mandalorian. So maybe she got a full-time gig in that in the next season. So who knows? Isa? Yeah, I know that we've seen her in Japan and I know that I recently seen a few pictures of her training in ring in Mexico. Um, I know she's been killing it doing the fashion shows recently, but it doesn't feel like she's announced those kind of appearances. She kind of just show, is showing up to these runways. 
where this feels like a big tease. However, Sasha has always been very smart about her social media and playing it to her advantage. She knows that's where people are going to and, and it keeps her buzzworthy. If it's wrestling related, I'll be glad to see her come back. I, I, she's such a big star. However, I just want her and Naomi to do whatever makes them happy. Okay, so if they're happy doing their own thing where they're at right now, I'm okay with that too. It seems like if Sasha was coming back to wrestling, she wouldn't tease it on Twitter, you know, or, or on Instagram. She would just, it would be that much bigger of a surprise. I don't know about that. Back. I don't know about that. The last few years, like we saw it with CM Punk, we've seen this, these things where Bray Wyatt too, where the things are not officially said are happening, but the social media thesis make you know that they're happening and it's drawing big numbers and big show up for these events. So I, I will personally do it. I would tease it to a way that will get people tuning in because it's worked. Hmm. All right, that's a good point. Um, you know, the best kept secret, that's a secret, but not really where everybody knows what's going to happen. But right. Right. that's what they're doing right now. So if I'm Sasha Banks, I will kind of tease it a little bit. Well, the CM Punk thing, they had a date announced and everything. Um, right. I, I, the, worst know, kept, the worst kept secret. Come right. On. Well, they wanted that out. <laughs> You know, you're yeah. not going to sell tickets if no one has any idea what that show is for. Fair. Which is, it's kind of crazy what a difference yeah. a year makes on that whole Absolutely. Front. Absolutely. But do you have Sasha show up? Like, I mean, unless you tease her, I feel like Sasha is big enough to do what you did with Bray Wyatt. To when they finally show their face again, it should be on a pay-per-view. It should be on a big event. It shouldn't be on a random episode of Raw or SmackDown. My opinion, mm -hmm. no matter when she shows, I'll be happy to see her. Mm -hmm. But if I know, especially with the next PLE being in, oh my God, I called it a PLE. Gross. Oh, wow. Anyways, <laughs> especially with the, next, <laughs> with the next big event being in Boston. Oh, oh my God, like all of the stars come together. Like if I'm, I'm mm -hmm. saving her for that Boston pop, if I'm, if I'm Triple H. Yeah, okay. I love that idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, all this ROH stuff. Yeah, I promised people oh, on God. Twitter I'd oh, talk God. about it. Um, <laughs> is it... Is it Hurting? enhancing yes. things? Is it watering things down? Uh, I mean, my opinion is if Tony Khan really has a big deal coming up for ROH, then it's it's smart, I guess. But I just don't see it. I, I mean, hmm. you're not going to sell a big TV deal on the old ROH library. Mm -hmm. And if you're showing the new stuff, it's like, oh, you're, you're showing AEW uh, production with a match that's called ROH. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, people are talking about HBO Max. I, I, I don't know. I'll bet whatever. But I, I'm there's not going to be an HBO Max streaming deal for just ROH by the end mm -hmm. of the year. Maybe, maybe AEW ROH. But I can't see HBO Max having a big sports streaming deal. And the first thing they announce <laughs> is ROH. Um, no. Jimmy, I'll go to you first. No, something has to be done because, like you said, the ROH... Uh, is taking over the AEW Wednesday night show. It seems like there's more more focus on that. And the way they've been presenting it makes it almost feel a little more important than their AEW product and brand. So it, it definitely needs its own existence. If you want, you could possibly try moving it to the Friday night and, and, and have it replace Rampage and, and resell Rampage as, as something else. Or uh, ROH has always been a syndicated one-hour show. Uh, maybe that's the route to go. But at the same, like, I, that's why I understand uh, Jericho is your champion because he is a named guy as your ROH champion. But at the same time, the brand itself, I don't think warrants what they're 
claiming might be happening. Issa? I, I don't like it. I think it hurts the AEW product. Sometimes you're putting your AEW World Champ on a random match in the middle of the show to put some kind of Ring of Honor title as the main event. It doesn't make any sense. You have people that have... Um, you have people that have AEW titles that are not being defended, like Warlow, for example. Like we haven't seen him have a significant defense in a while, or or they throw him on rampage just to say he defended the title. And I I'm sorry, a lot of people were not watching Ring of Honor before it was purchased by Tony Khan, and a lot of people are not gonna start watching it now. I wish it was. I do wish it was a separate thing, whether it's on Fridays, like Jimmy say, where they replace Dark or Elevation, since you have this Universal Studios to your disposal right now you know but i i mean i would i would i guess that warner have some kind of like we're okay with it you know but if i'm a network and i get pay you millions for the aw product at some point unless i'm giving you a deal for ring of honor somebody has to say this isn't what we signed up for i'm confused too they don't do a good job at explaining it it's like okay here comes the aw people here comes the ring of honor people they're all involved you don't know what's what anymore so no i i I don't think it's enhancing it there's titles all over the place and, and yeah. uh, too many all over. And, and especially now you have the trios title, the, the mid Atlantic, whatever, whatever the hell oh, that Pacific is. Ocean. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> and uh, both, which don't move the needle at all. Right. I mean, you had Kenny Omega's comeback in a trios match and the ratings dropped mm-hmm. when he had been out of action for almost a year. Um, right. It's just get back to what works. Mm-hmm. Again, if there is a big ROH deal, and I'll, I don't know what, I'll shave my head if there's a big ROH deal. No, you won't. No, you won't. I will. I will. (laughs) I'll buzz it. I won't shave it, but I'll buzz it. There you go. Uh, If if they get a uh, H, I'll just put it this way: if they get a deal on HBO Max, just ROH, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll put my money where my mouth is. It's not happening. No, I'll fly to freaking it. Colorado and shave your head myself, and we'll record it. Oh, <laughs> all right, there we go. Nice. <laughs> if our age gets in HBO Max, I will fly to Colorado and shave your head myself. There you go. <laughs> Ricky uh, Zalvadar saying true. T- I think he means true TV. Nah. Um, no. Mm. Nah. I mean, it's nah. a weak station. Uh, yeah, that's like, I, that's I, like mm. whatever the station impact airs on. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I mean, I would think the priority would be to get Rampage a better slot. The Mm -hmm. AEW brand is way stronger than ROH. Mm -hmm. Get Rampage a better deal. Get that uh, in front of more eyes. Right. Or split the rosters. Split the rosters. You know what? Go ahead, Jimmy. No, sorry. It just hit me. Like, like you talk about what old school works. If you were to take Rampage and do the 605 time slot on TBS on Saturdays, like the old days, I think that would work, and you can save that ten o'clock spot for the for ROH. I, that, that's just me thinking out loud. I mean, the fact that it hasn't happened it says something. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that they, you know, basically TNT, the two hours against SmackDown are usually some rerun movie, mm-hmm. and uh, they're choosing that's that over over Rampage. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, when people talk about the eighteen to forty nine rating, yes, that is important for advertising revenue but if you're getting high ratings in that demo but you're not pulling in the advertising revenue then that defeats the purpose and clearly i would think that rampage is not 
and they're doing live rampage and they mm -hmm. still feel like there's no care going into them when you mm -hmm. give me a pre-tape rampage i can understand why they feel like a whatever show but we have gotten a few live rampage this month mm -hmm. and they still feel just as just mm -hmm. as not important or it's not must watch rampage mm -hmm. is not a must watch show that wasn't the case when they first launched rampage however we also weren't getting all of this ring of honor you know interaction and in rampage but when rampage first started you were getting brian you were getting CM Punk. You were. I remember for a while, that's the only place you could see CM Punk wrestle. He was wrestling matches on Rampage. Rampage yeah. just feels like something that you keep for background noise when you're cleaning your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. One more uh, super chat. And uh, Kyle Baylor saying, hey, guys, happy to be here live with you. This is the Wrestling Inmate team right here. Jack yeah. Farmer needs to acknowledge Issa. All right, Jack, he you heard that. No, he does. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much. But at the same time, the, the, the entire crew here, uh, and wrestling Inc. is awesome. It, trust me, it's it's a lot of fun. I love I love how Jimmy just tries to keep peace with all of his co-hosts. <laughs> He's like, I know. You I pick know, Jimmy. Which everybody. team do you like better? No. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jimmy. <laughs> well, that does it. Uh, a, a fun afternoon morning of wrestling. I prefer it. I know Isa doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the days because now I, I'm this free. show started at the time that I start functioning Raj. I'm like I know I'm not ready for this. I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a morning person. I'm always a late. You know, let's mm -hmm. get the day started. I I had to drink Starbucks instead of alcohol on this stream. What is that? Oh, no. what? The no, I'm drinking wine now. Now we're on wine hours, but yeah, yeah. Once noon hit, I was like, I could have a couple glasses of wine. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jimmy, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, of course. You know, you can catch me here on, on Mondays and Wednesday nights after the respective uh, shows where we critique, we review, we talk about the latest news and also on my social media platforms on all of them, whether it's YouTube, uh, not YouTube, sorry, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can catch me doing my ref and daily ref and rants from Monday to Wednesday, uh, Monday to Friday and just having fun critiquing and just having a great time because it's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. And Isa? Yeah, you guys can find me on YouTube at NYC Dimandiva. I've been doing wash-alongs for pretty much all the major shows and pay-per-views. You guys can find me here. I'm slowly taking over Wrestling Inc. You can ask Raj. Um, so, yeah, just follow me on YouTube, please. I'm trying to make it to 20,000 subscribers. We're this close, this close. <laughs> and then me, um, I, I've been investing for a long time. Uh, I, I started a Patreon. I didn't realize that to get a Patreon follower, they need to pay. So... I'm trying to figure out what to do next because I'm not I'm looking to put this out there for free, but I'm kind of sharing some uh, investment stuff that I've done. It's not investment advice, but uh, for now, follow me on Patreon at Raj Geary. Actually, I don't even think you follow me, but just check it out. I got a, a few posts up and uh, I'm going to move it somewhere else, but I don't know where it yet. But you uh, should be able to do a free tier so that people can at least subscribe to your free tier and then like you can also monetize it. There's there has been no way to um, make it so if you become a patron that there's a non-paid version. Like uh, you can That's post weird. free content, which is what right. I'm doing. So I'm posting free posts. But mm -hmm. if someone wants to become a patron, they have to become uh, a, a, a paid member. I see. Gotcha. Okay. So, but yeah. So all my content is out there. There's only three posts so far, but. Uh, the, the last one last week was about I bonds. It was a 9.62% APY that's guaranteed funded by the US. I mean, it's uh, backed by the US Treasury. And um, it dropped down 
on November 1st to 6.89%. So still better than any savings account you could get out there. So mm -hmm. anyway, check it out. And uh, thanks always for joining us. Uh, Jimmy, Jack Farmer, and Justin Labar will be back this Monday. And uh, we'll see you next time. AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment. Your wine? Thanks. I'll pretend I know what I'm doing before saying it's good. And I'll pretend I don't know you're pretending. Are you a gagillionaire? Yeah, I have AT&T Fiber. The straightforward pricing has inspired me to be more straightforward. Me too. Ugh, this wine. I'll fetch you a better one. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.